This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I reckon this man coming up would do a hell of a job calling a race as well. He can do it all. Uh, host of the run home across the ditch in Victoria on 1116 SEN. Fantastic broadcast. Fantastic broadcaster. Incredible basketball player. Genuine icon of Australian sport. It's Andrew Gaze, and we're very lucky he's taken time out of his summer to stop by and talk some breakers and NBL basketball with us. G'day, Gazy. How are you? Good afternoon, Louie. It's uh, great to chat. Pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure, mate. And I've got you right in the pits of the NBL season where we are hot on the heels of the Breakers and they are hot in the middle of a very long road trip. And they've taken some games around New Zealand. They're trying to get to the fans, but now they've they've gone Adelaide. They're off to Perth. What's your read? What's your vibe on our Breakers at the moment, Andrew? I absolutely love them. I think that they've um, really done a great job this season. They've picked up some fantastic players. Love what Derek Pardon is doing in, in the middle. I think that Barry Brown Jr. is uh, an offensive spark, which we haven't seen for quite some time. And Jarrell Brantley is a, uh, a star, very consistent player due to the good clip. So with their imports, they're doing fantastic. And the natural improvement of guys like Will McDowell-White and, uh, and of course, the veterans in uh, Tommy Abercrombie, they've put together a team that's not only doing extraordinarily well, I think are a legitimate chance to win the whole box and die. So it's, a, it's an exciting time to be a Breakers fan and um, got some heavy lifting to do. Got a bit of catch-up to play because they missed those games because of COVID. But um, I, I think they've positioned themselves really nicely on the back of some unbelievable uh, defense that this team plays. They are very, very physical, and it's uh, it's been the key to their success. They're extremely well coached, aren't they? Like, they are very well coached, and now they get a clean bill of health. They can kind of have a bit more flexibility, and it got a little bit sketchy on a couple of back-to-back losses there. This this win streak they've just been able to put together, Perth, Adelaide, then hopefully Perth again tonight. It's been yep. huge for the momentum of their season. What have you seen out of the, the young coach, Modi Moore? Well, Modi's been fantastic, and the good thing about it, he's a first-time coach, but he has been there for the last, what, three years? So he's, he's been able to get a, a, um, do a good apprenticeship. Well, with an international coach coming in, it does take a while to adjust to the culture, the style of play, um, and, and just get acclimatised to uh, Australian NBL basketball. So it, uh, it was a, a bit of an advantage that he, has, that he has on others that come in as a first-time coach. But um, like I said uh, in the introduction, the, the, the way in which the team is defending and what he's done, he's recruited really well for that purpose. Um, and uh, Derek Pardon is elite. He's a big guy, but what he can do... The game is so predicated on on-ball screens. And when you put the bigs in on-balls, uh, how they can keep little guys in front, how they can hard show and, and, um, and, and be able to stop the penetration is key. And as a big fella, he does it as good as anyone in the competition. And they are really physical. They test the limits of the officials with the way in which they play. Uh, but, but they do it in a way that, uh, that's consistent. They do it from the very first possession. 
And as such, they were able to impose their will on the game, which has been uh, very helpful to them. And you've got to give their coach, Modi Mori, a, a lot of credit for that. But having those bigs that can sit out on the perimeter and defend is so crucial. And I don't know if you've seen this graphic and the stat that's going around at the moment, Gazy, around pace. It's been a really yeah, smart, smart bit of work. It's brilliant. And it stacks all the leagues up around the world. I can't say I was shocked that I that the NBL was ahead of those other leagues. What I was shocked by was how close the pace is related to the NBA. But it does kind of make yep. sense when you think about it and then just listening to what you're talking about around on-ball screens and being able to defend as bigs. Yeah, it is. I think we've got the best blend of the European style of play as opposed to the NBA. And yes, our pace of play is, is slightly below the, the NBA, but our game is officiated a little bit differently. And I think when you look at the, the way that the Europeans play, it's a, a very methodical yeah. walk it up a lot of the times and they get into their half-court sets and you know, and I don't mind that. I think it. I think it'd be wrong just to equate pace of play with the aesthetic of the game. I think a lot of people really enjoy the way in which uh, in Europe they they put together their schemes in order to create scoring opportunities. Uh, whereas here in Australia, we've got that nice blend. And and in fact, I actually prefer a lot of NBL games than I do. Uh, NBA games because of that because you do get also that, that, that the differences between just running up and down and shooting threes and uh, you know one or two pass offense uh, I think that we've got a, a much better balance than what the, the NBA uh, runs and it was interesting also yesterday on the back of that pace of play graphic uh, that, that uh, Luka Doncic after his game yesterday was asked about uh, watching other NBA games and he actually said, well, I don't really watch too many NBA games. I watch all the EuroLeague games. I watch the European <laughs> basketball games. So I, I think it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And there's no doubt in the NBA with their athleticism and depth of talent is still really fun to watch. But when you don't have that depth of talent and you don't have that athleticism that the NBA has, I think you've got to try and find other ways to present the game, which, like I said, the NBL does as good as anywhere in the world. This is how good you are, Andrew. I was literally head up on my screen here. Stat Muse, <laughs> slow, Dallas Mavericks had the slowest pace by any team in 21-22. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about, do you think that that's Luca's European influence? And you've just answered the question. <laughs> I didn't even get to ask the question, mate. That's how good you are. But back on the, <laughs> the NBL, it's pretty congested. It is tight, yep. and that's what this is. Kind of January is moving month. We, we will see some teams really put themselves yeah. in the hunt underneath the Kings and the Breakers. Where are the genuine threats, and who will be looking to rack up a three-four game win streak here and put themselves in those title hopes? Yeah, it's it's really tough because you've got like between say the Breakers who played the nineteen games. There's still a couple. There's a couple of teams. Well, there's one team in particular, Phoenix. They've already played twenty three games. as have Melbourne United. So it it um, there are some anomalies in the the fixturing that does make it a, a little difficult. But no doubt to me that uh, Sydney and New Zealand are the front runners. Uh, but uh, the, the, like you say, in that next group below them, it's really tough between third and eighth. Uh, there's not a whole lot of difference. Now, the, the record would suggest differently because I think uh, Melbourne United are in that position with, uh, I, um, I'm going off the top of my head here, like 11 and 12. Um, uh, whereas, uh, to me, the Cairns Taipans, when you look at the way in which they play, and when you talk about pace of play, 
my goodness, they get up and down yeah. and let it fly. They're, they're a fun team to watch. But, but for whatever reason, and I don't want to be disrespectful to Cairns, I'm just not sure that style of play is going to hold up in, in playoff basketball. I hope I'm wrong because I love Adam Ford and I love the way they play. But I think that they, um, you know, that it's going to be interesting to see if that style of play will hold up in uh, that intensity of playoff basketball. But then really, I, I, I like the Adelaide 36ers. They can get their act together. I think they've got a fantastic team. If South East Melbourne Phoenix, if, if they didn't have the injury problems, they have just, just had the worst luck with injuries. I think if they've got their full complement of players together, then they should be a, a, a contender. And then I'd also be a little fearful of uh, Melbourne United. They're starting to play some really good basketball. They've won four out of their last five. And um, they too have had some injury issues to deal with throughout the course of the season. So it's it's really wide open. And uh, the, the, the fourth place team, I think, has 10 losses. And the seventh place team has 10 losses as well. So it, it's... It's so, so tight. It's going to be a real dogfight uh, to see who makes the finals. And uh, thank goodness they changed it to a top six with these play-in games because there's going to be some really good teams in that fifth and sixth spot that could potentially go all the way. We're all about the play and we love the play. And hey, uh, Gazy, we'll let you crack on with your January. Just one last one from me. I'm curious because I, I heard Jeff Van Gundy talking about he thinks the mistake that coaches make the most is that their, yep. rota- their rotations aren't tight enough. They play too many players. And I know it's, it yep. is different NBA to NBL and length of season, uh, minutes, that sort of thing. Modi Moore has his full complement of players now. In your experience, yep. when you were playing it and all the analysis you've done since, what is the right rotation and the right amount of players to be playing as the season starts to kind of hit that yeah. crescendo? What's, what's the sweet spot? Yeah, I don't think there's any really right or wrong answer. It really depends on your talent that you have at your disposal. I think that it's a lot harder in the way in which the game's played now as opposed to when I was playing because in the NBL back when we played, we played 48-minute games. Mm. But even with those 48-minute games, we were the extreme. We had a, you know, at best a seven-and-a-half-man rotation. We were really short on those rotations. Um, uh, but, but that's not always the best formula either. In a very general, broader sense, here in Australia, because of the 40-minute games, I think that to, to go beyond eight players is starting to make it difficult for your main guys to get the, the, the minutes that they, that they need. Uh, there was a year, oh, I can't remember the exact year, where I averaged 47 minutes a game. <laughs> so I get a, I get a real kick out of listening to these guys. Oh, gee, he's had a long game. He's had to play 33 minutes. And I'm like, turn it up. That, that's barely getting started. So it's, um, but it is a lot different with a, with a really, really quick pace of play. Um, and, and above and beyond that, with the talent level that's available, coaches have to make really tough decisions. And, and I think in Australia, because we only have 10 teams, a lot of coaches have got to make decisions to not play players that actually deserve to play and are good enough to play. But to play 10 guys or even sometimes oh, these days, coaches are getting 11 guys in meaningful minutes. To me, that's, um, that is very, very difficult. 
Brilliant. Great answer, mate. You've explained it beautifully. And, uh, Andrew, I have in my possession, I don't know if you've seen a photo of it. Hutchie's got a photo of it somewhere. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a Kmart Melbourne Tigers Andrew Gaze Ah, jersey. beautiful. And uh, before, and one day, one day, hopefully soon, I'm going to get you to sign yeah. it, mate. I'm going to track you down and I'm going to get your signature on it, if that's all right. No worries. Well, I'm hopefully, I want to come over and visit your beautiful country again sometime, so maybe I can pop in and I'll sign it for you. In person, that'd be fantastic. But uh, good on you and good luck to New Zealand and the breakers. Uh, what a fantastic run they've had. And after all they've been through, they uh, they have a very soft spot in my heart and hopefully they do really well. You're a legend, Gazy. There you go. Andrew Gaze, he is co-host of The Run Home, 11-16 with Andy Ma. They do such a good job over there.